Welcome to the Life of Surrender podcast, where we will discuss following Christ in our daily life, as well as aligning our desires with His. Well, welcome back. It's been a while since we've had a podcast, pretty much the whole summer. But um, we are we actually have a new schedule, and for fall, we are going to be more present on the podcast. We made it available on Google Play, and hopefully by the time this goes live, it will be on iTunes as well. We'll see. Yeah, we'll try to figure that out. <laughs> um, but our new schedule, so today is Labor Day. It's a Monday. Our podcasts are going to come out every other Monday. So today is the 4th. The next one will be the 18th of September. And we also have a little name change. So Peter's going to explain why we decided to change the name of the podcast. Yeah, uh, right on our website, we've got the lifeofsurrender.com, but then we've got this tab that's always been the Grow Old With Me podcast. And we started that because uh, that was a song we had sung in our wedding, and it it sounds nice, and it's it's, uh, kind of a focus on love and the marriage and, and making your marriage last out long and growing old with each other it sounds good until uh we kind of stepped back and started reevaluating some things on, on where's our podcast going and why are we doing this um what is our goal in, in doing these podcasts and i think we we kind of came to the realization that that growing old is not actually the the end result that we really are desperate and hungry for i, I certainly would be nice to grow old um with our marriage partner or even to grow old at all. Um, But again, uh, is that really the life that Christ is calling us to? Is that really our goal? Uh, Where in fact, I think instead our goal ought to be more like what the website URL is, which is a life of surrender to Jesus Christ. Uh, So we are, uh, after that, that processing that we've gone through and conversations we've decided uh, we're going to change the name of the podcast uh, from Grow Old With Me podcast to the Life of Surrender podcast. And that kind of goes into our show for today is we've just been processing and I think it's been it's been like a two-year processing thing but I think it's evolving at different at different times and in different depths maybe yeah uh over a course of time obviously we've talked to you already on this podcast on how uh crystal kind of had this word of surrender two years ago and and this year it's been on discipleship and and since we've been looking into discipleship a little bit closer i feel like christ has kind of gotten hold of uh, our hearts and and where we stand and had us evaluate some things yeah we i i just feel like he's provided materials for us and we we feel very blessed, actually, to kind of stumble upon the resources that we've stumbled upon. But almost like it's not an accident, huh? Like yeah. God was trying to get us to these uh, to these messages so that He could draw us toward Him. But I think with that, there's just been a lot of growth and processing um, our life and how we have lived it and how we are like our goal of wanting to live it is. And I think we kind of decided that. The majority of our life, maybe aside from the last few years of our marriage, has been kind of pointed towards a nominal Christianity. Yeah, yeah, I would say like 
when when we hear nominal Christianity, I think what what I'm trying to say when when we're referring to that is is rather than just having a Christian association, uh, like a statement of beliefs that in our head we think and we agree with, and uh, for our lives it it kind of means that we'll go with what the other Christians do and we'll do the church thing. Um, we'll have this association with Christ. We'll We'll pick up our Bibles and we'll kind of do what we see other people doing, um, but still kind of have this craving for fitting in and uh, not just with with other Christians, but also kind of with the world um, that we in our lives hadn't really looked that different from people who would call themselves non-Christians. Other than the fact that we believe a certain thing about what uh, who Jesus says he is and that he lived a perfect life and died and rose from again. We, we, we had these um, beliefs in our heads, but it didn't radically transform our lives so that we looked different than other people, uh, other non-Christians or other Christians for that matter. And I think, uh, I don't know. I lost my train of thought for a second there. Oh, I was going to say, <laughs> it's almost like putting Jesus, have, like, like having a Jesus compartment. Like, this is my whole life, and on Sunday, I'll open the Jesus compartment, and <laughs> right. then on Monday, then I don't really need to deal with that. Unless maybe on Monday, I come across, like, another Christian who's, like, really Jesus-y, like, then I'll open up that compartment again, because... Oh, uh, that's what I mean anyway. Like I can kind of open and close that compartment based on who I'm with. Um, but definitely like that that compartment ever closes or that it's a compartment at all and not a complete abandonment to my own life and a complete um, surrender to Jesus Christ and his uh, purpose for my life, uh, I feel like is a, is a major problem. It, it makes me wonder what kind of disciples we were in the first place. Um, when Jesus calls the disciples, he says... Um, to, to follow him and definitely um, following is, is an action step. It's not just something that you, you give some assent to. Like he says, follow me. It means that we actually have to take some action and do the things that he does and take seriously the words that he says. And until recently, I don't know if we really took seriously some of the words that he said, things about making disciples or things about the cost of discipleship or even about dying to ourselves and submitting to him, taking up our cross daily. There's some intense things that Jesus is saying that we definitely knew uh, that he said it, but I'm not sure that we were um, really thinking that it was applied directly to us. So I think we've kind of defined what nominal Christianity is. And I think our story... It's hard to say when it actually began, but I think the last two years we've really been wrestling with, like I felt like in 2016, God kind of put that word of surrender on my heart for the whole year. And I feel like it was kind of eye-opening to know how much like of our lives, you know, like this is what I want to control. And, and we're still to this day, it's not the year of surrender anymore. And I'm still figuring out, places where I'm not fully surrendered to Christ yeah. in my life. And I think that's the great part of, of Jesus walking alongside us uh, with, with his Holy Spirit, drawing us to be more and more like him. As I, I think uh, in this life of surrender that, that we're attempting, that, that he's going to continue to open up things that we need to continue to surrender as we go. And then this year, in 2017, our word has been discipleship. And I think we kind of reference those resources that we've fallen into, but... Um, 
we ended up reading the book Radical by David Platt, who is a pastor. Um, and it's all about waking up from the American dream. Yeah. And I think, you know, we thought, like, I think we thought, oh, I, I'm pretty surrendered to Christ. I mean, my life is pretty, I'm following him yeah. good enough. I'm following him better than these other people, maybe. Or like, (laughs) you know, I think we do these comparisons where, well, if I'm if I'm doing more things this way, but I think what that book really opened our eyes to was that we weren't fully surrendered. We're not, and we're not like. And I think even picking up our cross, daily. And we looked at some of that. I think our initial reaction was like, "Whoa, that's really radical." I don't know if I'll ever get to that point. And I think now we kind of look (laughs) radical. I mean, yeah. And we we were like taken aback by by some of the things that were in there, and like almost like, "No, he couldn't really mean that." I think the further we've gotten in um, to following Christ more radically, it makes it sound like being a disciple really is a radical step that should have some radical action steps followed along with it, that the rest of the world is going to look at us and say, boy, they are different than us. They have a different goal and, and uh, purpose for their life than the rest of us. And actually I'm uh, two reactions. I'm either really curious about that purpose and, and, and joy that they now have, or I'm really, uh, offended by them. And I see that they are really getting in the way of the, the American dream that I've built up for myself. I mean, there should be either kind of like a a drawing or a distancing from as a way we're living our lives and not just like a same old, same old. So I think when we're talking about the changes happening within us, I'd like to talk a little bit about what actually those are. Right. So one of the biggest things that we have been doing, I'd say steadily for the past eight or so months, has been going through the Bible together. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done it on and off for the last couple of years, but I think the last eight months is, has been every day. I mean, we take, we've never done that early on in our marriage, but now like when we go places, we take our Bibles with us and try to make sure that we're getting our readings in during that day. And I think what, what that has done, being in the Word, which I, I think is a major problem with our society today and even our churches is people aren't in the word. I mean, we definitely weren't. And I think that has significantly changed my perspective, just being in God's word and hearing from him. I've learned so much about God's character and his desires for us and what his desire for the whole creation. And I think it's important if we are truly Christ followers, that we be in the word daily. Um, But one of the biggest things I think it's done with us is changed our desires to be his desires. And I think one of his biggest desires is to reach the unreached people. Mm -hmm. Or even maybe reach people who have heard the gospel but are not applying it in their lives or they don't necessarily know Jesus or his truth. They have like a... Their own, their own version right. of the Bible. But I think Peter has read a book about um, mission work and how it's so important to include Jesus in that mission work. Yeah, um, K.P. Yohanan uh, is a missionary, I guess you could say, in India. Uh, that's his native uh, home. And he says that... Um, so frequently he's seen Christians uh, bring social 
um, aid. Um, in the name of Jesus, they built hospitals and dug wells and provided food and disaster relief, um, and yet fell short of bringing people the hope of Jesus Christ because all they did was provide nourishment for the uh, physical body, and they didn't bring the gospel of Jesus Christ. So he said something along the lines. I don't have the exact quote, but he said something about if, if all we're doing is um, extending the lives of people before they go to hell, we've done them no, no good at all. Um, where we actually have to use our words to, to be bold in proclaiming Jesus Christ. And yes, there is going to be some service work that goes in that to show love along with those words. But if we are providing the acts of love without the words, we're doing really no good as people are still on their way to eternal suffering. If we really believe this gospel, we would share it with our words. And that's why I think my... Like, discipling people and mission work has not really been a part of my life at all. Like, I have not had a desire to share the gospel with anyone. And I think sometimes we think, um, we heard this in a sermon one time too, that we think, oh, it's unloving to share the gospel with people, or it's arrogant, or... Awkward. Awkward, yes. I think our biggest deal in the United States is awkwardness. Right. Whereas in other countries, it's, it's like death. The Christians are being persecuted. And I think when we think about that, am I willing to be persecuted for the name of Jesus? And if I'm not, who am I following? He's not my life and my, right. my desire. But I think, yeah, I think if we're, we're following him, our heart is for him. We want to be spreading the word to others. Yes. Yeah, I think that. Um, yes, being part of the, being in the Word, um, but having the Holy Spirit in us, showing us what those words are. He's been um, transforming our desires to look more like the desires of God, and we see that God does have a desire for His glory to be um, proclaimed through all nations, and that He's given us the Great Commission to go into all nations uh, and baptize them and teach them to obey all that He's commanded. Um, that's an important thing for all of us. And um, as we are starting to get our hearts turned more closely to the heart of what God has, um, we are wanting that as well. Similarly, we want his word more um, hungrily than we did at the beginning. And, and we want his glory shown through, through the nations. It's even kind of shown in our lives a little bit, that um, the way we engage people. And that's why, going back to that, being thinking it's so awkward or unloving, but... That's what we heard from that pastor was, it's the most unloving thing we could do to not help somebody spend their eternity with God, to have eternal separation from God. It's so unloving for us not to say something. And I think we've had a little more courage. I'm not saying we're pro disciple makers over here because <sighs> no, we're not. But I think being in the word and prayer more has kind of shaped us into maybe branching out and entering into that awkward conversation or, you know, trying to find ways to talk to people about it. Right. And you know what? There there has been some, some awkwardness and maybe some questioning on, well, what were we doing there? And boy, that did not go how I thought it would. And boy, that person really seemed um, like objectionable to Jesus Christ. Um, yet at the same time, uh, there's been other like, 
um, conversations where you can tell that God has been at work ahead of time and that we didn't even have to work that hard. And, and there's people who, who want to engage the Bible with us and get on mission with us to uh, proclaim Jesus Christ. And, and it, you know, it, it's not up to us what the success rate is going to be. That's up to God. And it's, it's our job to be obedient to the, to the command not just for ministers and pastors, but to all disciples to go be fishers of men and make disciples. When you look at Jesus's first disciples and they obviously did not have a 100% conversion like, rate. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so our, uh, our next few podcasts are going to be on the same. Um, we heard a sermon by David Platt again on the gospel threads and we're going to, for the next few weeks, go through the gospel threads and just talk about why they're important and how we can weave these threads into our conversations with the people we work with and the people we are in community with because really we believe that god has positioned his church his christians um to fulfill that great commission to all the ends of the earth that we want um, people to know the gospel of jesus christ so thank you for listening and we will catch up with you again on the 18th what about you do you fit into the mold of our culture by professing belief in Jesus without it radically altering your life? Or are you wholly abandoned in surrender to his will? I encourage you to consider what is holding you back from following Jesus and repent. Then trust in the work of Jesus on the cross and allow his spirit to make you more like Jesus as you radically follow him.